Our health is so important, but yet it can be so frustrating. I, like most people, have been frustrated with my health care and said there must be something better. After many years of looking, I found Ayurveda. Hi, my name is Linda Rowe, the Backwoods Yogini. Come along with me as I help unravel the benefits of an Ayurvedic lifestyle and show you how simple and beneficial it is to take back control of your health. It's time for Pure and Simple Ayurveda. Thank you for listening to Pure and Simple Ayurveda with the Backwoods Yogini. Welcome back, or hey, hello to you if this is your first podcast. I am Linda Rowe, the Backwoods Yogini. I highly recommend listening to the previous podcasts as the topic of Ayurveda is really huge and I've tried to do it kind of sequentially. The previous assignment was to observe thoughts and emotions, noticing where you seem stuck. I talked about the buildup of sensory stimuli and thoughts that never come to consciousness. These need to be cleared out as part of our overall health. So often we don't even see how solid we've let our thoughts and beliefs become. You are not your thoughts and you are not your body. I shared a perspective on thoughts and emotions and how they can create toxicity on the mental level. Ayurveda says we are meant to live a radiant life. Radiant, we're talking. Brilliance. Bright. Alive. This is where we need to move some of our attention now to fulfill that sense of brilliance. It's not that we're jumping for joy every day and being like fake happy. It means that the prana, the life force, is flowing freely and unimpeded by blocks or obstacles, that mental or physical ama, and that our doshas are in balance with our constitution, that we are well rested, that we have eaten a good healthy meal and we are doing the work we are supposed to be doing in this world, which leads us into our topic nicely today, bringing it all together. We'll go over the top five maintenance tips, which pretty much reflect past eight podcasts. Top tip number one is meditation. Let's do a quick overview of meditation. First of all, we have oftentimes what's called the monk versus householder view. Many of us have an image of a monk in a cave meditating for hours on end, giving up society and possessions and family, etc. But most of us are not monks. So why would we attempt that form of meditation? So many of us say, I don't have time for meditation. I don't have time for that. I'm just sitting still. And uh, I get that. Most of us are householders. We have families and jobs and bills. We live in the world. And we are here to be fulfilled with all the aspects of life. So our meditation needs to be a practical format that can help us increase our awareness, yet still be functional in the world. A quick overview of three major meditation practices is helpful for us, too. The first one is a controlled focus meditation. This is found in the traditions of Zen and Qigong and yoga. Attention is focused on one's breath or an image. This activates the gamma brain waves. And this is seen wherever you are concentrating during active cognitive processing. A second form of meditation is open monitoring meditation. And this is basically the mindfulness-based practices that we see out there where you are actively paying attention to experiences without judging or holding on to them. This activates the theta waves, which are commonly seen during memory tasks. A third type of meditation is called automatic self-transcending meditation, or effortless meditation, which takes one beyond their own mental activity. It provides a relief from stress. The more deeply settled the mind is, the more deeply rested the body is. So controlled focus and open monitoring meditations require some degree of efforting. There's directing attention. 
But in the automatic self-transcending meditation, it's effortless. There is no attempt to direct attention. This gives what's called alpha coherence, which is associated with a distinct state of relaxed inner wakefulness. So you're aware, but you're relaxed at the same time. Of course, there are other techniques which are blendings of these, of variations of these meditation techniques. But an EEG would really tell you for sure which kind of meditation you're practicing. So I have practiced several types of meditation over the years, each yielding their benefits. The effortless meditation is by far and away the easiest to practice, and I've experienced very practical shifts for myself. Just a quick little story, personal story here. I have a penchant for potato chips. I love to eat them, especially when I'm bored. <laughs> and uh, not the best time to eat them, of course, Ayurvedically speaking. So I have found that actually meditation has dropped, has helped me to drop some bad habits that I have without having to work at them. It's amazing. They just kind of go away. And that was something I wasn't planning. I wasn't trying to get out of meditation. It just happened. And I get the benefit of that. So that's how it works. Top tip number two is sleep. We want to reestablish that circadian rhythm of sleep. This is where we slough off much of the accumulation of stress. It's a key factor in our health. If we don't get good regular sleep, our immune system and our mental functioning doesn't work so well. Top tip number three is a combo of vegetarian diet and good digestion that we've talked about. The bottom line is getting good digestion to work properly for you over a period of time. So even cutting back on meat consumption and choosing local organic meat is a great start. Including more veggies and spices in your diet is also key. Making lunch the biggest meal of your day and have it be a hot meal. All those things I went over in that digestion podcast. Top tip number four is to be in nature. Get outside as often as you can just for a simple walk or just to take in the sounds and smells and textures of nature. It's a very healing and cooling practice. And top tip number five is something we haven't really spoken of directly, but it is uh, love. So here's our new vocabulary word for, for today, snehana. It's very fun to say. S-N-E-H-A-N-A. Snehana means oil, and it is the practice of oiling the body, which I have mentioned in previous podcasts. Snehana also means love. Oil is love. Love is oil. So ingesting ghee, that clarified butter, is a very healthy oil to take internally, and it feeds the microbes in the gut. And we need those microbes for digestion. Abhyanga that warm oil massage that I spoke about feeds the microbes on the skin. So Ayurveda recognized how the skin, gut, and brain are directly connected to our nervous system. It's important to care for this epithelial barrier. This barrier exists on the surface, of course, as our skin, but it also exists in the gut lining and in the brain. So science is now recognizing the connection between emotional stress and its effect at the microbial level. Very interesting. 
So overall, as we take care of the self with the practices of Ayurveda, we begin to increase awareness, which prepares us to be more free in our minds and bodies, bringing us a true peace and contentedness. Ayurveda brings science and wisdom together. So where do we go from here? I'm calling the next podcast, The Ideal and the Real. How do we process all this information and implement the Ayurvedic practices? Join me for it. Head over to my website at www.backwoodsyogini.com to catch up with the past recipes and the collection of mindful minutes that we've collected. And so today, I'll leave you with Mindful Minute number 87. Today, send some extra love to a part of you, part of the body, or thought about yourself that you don't like. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.